0: Welcome uh, to another edition of the Third Round Picks. I am Mike Bibbins, a.k.a. At M or at Bibbs Corner on Twitter. Uh, with me, as usual, is my partner in crime, Max Levy, at Max Scouts on Twitter. Uh, we got a special guest, but we're going to introduce him later. Um, but we just want to dive right in. First of all, the small schools of the week, or it's actually just one. Uh, we got Georgia State. Is going to be on ESPN2 Friday the 8th. Uh, They're playing against the Louisiana Ragin' Cajuns. Um, Good chance to see uh, combo guard DeMarcus Simons, who's uh, pretty high on some boards. Uh, I think I'm seeing him as high as number 38 uh, on some boards, so a potential second-round guy. Not going to get a lot of chances to see Georgia State on television, so you got to take advantage of that
1: sure and especially you know in a conference where you're talking about there's not much competition at all so you can't really you don't really have any other options. Welcoming on to the show today we have philip uh, aka at events Stats 23 on twitter a lot of draft talk some football talk fantasy that sort of thing um what like 1,500, 2,000 followers is 3,000? I don't even know anymore. I haven't checked the number. <laughs> I have like 1,200 or something. Yeah, y'all and bibs are all like <laughs> the same spot with that, so. Meanwhile, a little of me over here just trying to get by every single day. Yeah, you know.
0: um, we'll, we'll change that with Ty. We'll change that with Ty. But welcome to the so welcome to the show, Philip. Thank you.
1: For sure. So I'm going to get right into it today. We First off, we got the Wolverines. And you got a bunch of really talented players on there and a couple of surprising guys that have suddenly emerged like prospects, especially uh, a big man that comes to mind. We'll get to him a little bit later on. First off, we should probably start off with veteran red shirt junior I believe Richard Jr. Charles Matthews. Um Philip so I was wondering if you would want to go first on this one. Alright. Um I like Matthews. He's one of the better defensive guards, I think, in the country. He moves his feet well. He he, he can shut you down basically one on one, which is rare. He prevents penetration. He's pretty good off ball too. Um, offensively, he's, when you look at his transition to the NBA, it's, it's a worry that he really can't shoot at all. He's shooting like 32% from three and then like 62% from the free throw line. His shot doesn't look fluid at all. And he, he started off pretty hot, I think this year from three and then has cooled off of late. His, his finishing also could use some work. I, I don't think his, I just think his overall touch is a problem from every level. But offensively, you can maybe, hopefully, make him an averages shooter and just as like a fifth starter, shut down defender, maybe off the bench. That's basically my takeaway from him. All right, well, for me, I would, I would agree with like, pretty much everything you said, but I want to get a little closer look just for a second. So, cause I like, this has literally been on my mind for hours. So <laughs> watching, watching Matthews drive, you see so many times where he pivots into like this turnaround jumper that kind of works for him. And that you can get a lot of separation, but for whatever reason, the touch isn't there or it's just slightly off. It just, it either needs a lot of practice or just isn't going to work. But, the the weird thing is it seems like he has lots of opportunities to pass out of these pivots into open shooters, and yet it happens like once or twice a game at the most, and yet I feel like it could be taken advantage of so much more. But for whatever reason, he's too focused on taking the shot, and that kind of limits uh, another potential path to growth for me. I'm um, sorry.
0: And I actually was going to say the exact opposite. <laughs> um, in the game I watched, I think it was UCLA or North Carolina. It was, a, it was one of the early tournament games he played in. Um, I actually really liked his mid-range turnaround. I thought that was probably the best shot he had. And I, it's probably because of the extra motion. He's not set. He doesn't have time to really think. It's turn around, see the basket, let it go. Um as far as his, his shot, Um, I know that he was told by scouts to come back and work on his shot. So, you know, he came out hot, as Philip said. Uh, he's regressed back to where he was last year, uh, shooting 32% from three. Uh, free throw percentage, 62% for a guard, especially one who's best. Uh, the best way he's going to score is going to be by slashing, getting to the basket, using his athleticism finish, uh, which is going to get him fouled a lot. You'd like to see him shoot better than 62%. From the line I think his handles are pretty good uh, but as far as offense I think he's best going to be served as just moving around being active it uh, kind of reminds me of a smaller version of Trevor Ariza uh, if I had to make a comparison of any sort
1: yeah well I, I I don't mind the mid-range I mean I appreciate the skill and like I still think it's pretty awesome the amount of separation he creates and all that is just if he, that's just, if he could expand that one thing into something more, it would just be an extra thing. That's all it is. With the passing? Yeah.
0: Right, right. So I think he does, sometimes he looks for guys, but doesn't always, when he, even when he does, he doesn't really execute like he should, or like you'd like to see him do, especially as an older player.
1: Yeah, for sure. I mean, he's basically a four-year college player at this point, so. Or right four years in college, you know, did only play three. but. Um, I'm trying to think of what else to add on him, to be honest. Um, off the ball, he's pretty, he can be pretty quick with uh, timing uh, closeouts from like a weak side onto like drives from for layups and stuff like that. And you really can use his knife to his advantage for, you know, a guy that's sort of a, a big guard really take advantage of that against the, against, uh, the driving uh, hammers, stuff like that, and really wreak a little bit of extra havoc that you don't always get to see with, you know, guards and stuff like that, so it just adds a little extra to this game. And, like, outside of that, it's like, you know, the shot's still inconsistent, the free throws are still a bit up in the air, questionable, slash kind of bad, the passing is Lacking for the most part, but he did have a couple of nice logs. to Teskey where he placed it right in the position for Teskey to catch it and finish it whenever he can't really jump that high. So that was pretty nice, but it was also <laughs> pre planned, probably. It seemed like it's pretty obviously going to happen.
0: So what I'll ask next um, for Matthews, for both of you guys, like, what's his ideal situation coming out? um is he a draft pick is he a guy that needs some time in the g league and then you know what what can he become based on what you've seen so philip you want to take that first yeah
1: sure um i I do think he he'll be drafted probably as a second rounder whether he comes out this year or he he goes next year because he's going to be a senior next year so I, i I don't know. He's pretty old, so I wouldn't advise him to go back to school. I don't think a year is going to do much for him. Um, his jumper right. is what needs work. And I have more faith in NBA-type um, trainers and all that stuff in practice. Their coaching will do a better job than even the best college coach. So I, I think he should probably leave after this year. I don't think... He his stock is really has potential to get that much higher. Yeah, for sure. I'd probably say the same thing. And to be honest, this is like the one draft where like I could really see him actually staying on an NBA team right away instead of ending up on like a two way where he's like a, a decent portion of his time in the G league and not getting consistent rotation minutes. But you know, was, okay. oh. in like the forties or fifties or something like that and end up on something.
0: Yeah. I think that's probably where I where I would have him as well. A team might like him as just an energy defensive guy right away. And then if whatever he can provide on offense would be bonus at that point. I think 40s to 50s range is probably good for him. Um, but with that said, should we move on to uh, the next guy on our list, uh, Iggy Brezdakis? I would say
1: so. Uh, I'll, I'll take the ship on this one for just a second on Iggy Brezdakis. The tennis- oh, I expected you would. <laughs> The penetration, the penetration. Brzeznicki has as like he's like what six foot seven, six foot eight. Uh, six, six six, seven. Seven, yeah. Six seven, six eight guy that can penetrate the lane, can shoot threes with high levels of confidence, and probably still too many even with the level of confidence that you can appreciate, and has shown even uh, some tendencies to take like step back threes on like a couple occasions, and like his been willing to mix it up with a bunch of various spin moves, even from like a standstill or like a little crossover here, behind the back here, just to get him in the right position and rhythm for a shot or right into the lane for a layup, stuff like that. It's it's really well connected, but the only problem is, is that he is passing and still a major question mark. And he just, for whatever reason, he sees the buck and he's like, mine, I need this in my life. No one can take this from me. (laughs) <laughs> um, and then uh, sometimes it doesn't work out there you go, and it looks pretty bad when he gets smothered by like three defenders um, defensively I can really appreciate him using his length and just trying to get up in the grill of people but if he gets overpowered by size there's not really much he can do because he's not I wouldn't say he's the strongest guy at 6'8 he's not particularly weak but like he's not he can't do too great of a job holding off a guy that's like twenty or thirty pounds heavier than him every single time. He's just going to get worn down. And but you know, you can only have so much when you have a guy that's a that's pretty high level offensive talent relative to a lot of his class.
0: What's his position?
1: Um, like forward, just,
0: uh small forward slash power forward. Yeah, depending on situation.
1: I mean. I don't know if he's. Maybe you he could play two guard, but that seems like a stretch to me. I don't know.
0: Uh, I don't think he's quick enough.
1: Yeah, I didn't think he was quick enough either. But maybe somehow he turns into one because you you never know anymore. <laughs> that positions aren't even. <laughs> in, I mean, who who, who who really like I don't know. <laughs> you know. But right. This is how you feel about Iggy? Uh,
0: well. You know, I, I watched two games. I watched North Carolina versus Michigan, and I watched uh, Penn State, and I saw two different things. So North Carolina game, I was really impressed with him offensively, especially um, he showed some crafty finishes around the basket, some good touch on the inside. He has a little bit of a shiftiness with his handle, but he's not creating much space off of it. Um, very aggressive, attacking the realm. He likes to get his body into people because he's, he's pretty strong up top, um, and that's really the only way he's going to be effective. Because in the Penn State game, uh, they would make sure they left space, and then he wasn't able to finish over top of anybody. Um, I like his his attitude. He's a kind of a fiery type guy, uh, like showboat, uh, flexing every time he gets an am one stuff like that. <laughs> He, uh, the one thing I did notice, I think, and correct me if you, or confirm if you've heard the thing he's right-handed, but he plays left-handed. He shoots left-handed, yeah. He shoots left-handed, and it looks like he's right-handed. He shoots left-handed. I, I can't, his jumper is ugly to me. Hey,
1: he he has a little bit right. of a lined odd.
0: up and did the go ahead. Work out? Yeah, I mean, he shoots, what, 36% from three, 78% More. from the line. 37%
1: from the
0: but i don't know it might have gone up i I didn't check today (laughs) but um but yeah i think his shot is a little bit slow because of that um and that's why him not being able to create space is kind of a little bit of a problem there um i think if he's open then it's fine but again he's not going to be able to create much there um as far as defense like you were saying he's he's got a little bit of strength and he kind of walls up and doesn't let a guy go through him necessarily, but a longer guy will go over him. A quicker guy will go around him. Uh, what I see there. Um, do you, do you see those? How do you feel about his defense or or his offense? Um,
1: I think his defense is okay. Like off ball, he shows some nice instincts. Um Definitely going to have issues on ball as you said quicker guys are going to go around him and then they and and he, I don't know if he can really play much power forward just because even even like wing fours are going to be largely bigger than him and right. so that's going to be an issue so offensively I like him um I think his ideal kind of like role in the NBA is like a guy that can catch and shoot and maybe attack closeouts. The one thing is he needs to show that he can like pass off the dribble. He he hasn't shown that at all, and that's like yeah. my biggest worry.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Offensively, he has a little bit of a handle. Um, he said he's he he's he like he's slithery kind of with right. his handle, but but his quickness like is an issue. Against NBA guys, I'm not sure how much he's going to be able to create off the dribble. So it's going to have to be more of an off-ball role. But I think no, I agree 100%. What were you going to say there, Max? <laughs> I said I appreciate an off-ball player that can still mix it up on the ball on occasion and just be a little bit more something than nothing just on and in multiple areas of the game outside of just shooting through.
0: And... No doubt. Def- def- and I, what we'll add as far as his offense goes, I think he's – uh He's really good at cutting off the ball and not just standing around on the perimeter, uh, being active, making the defense think, things like that. Um, in the North Carolina game especially, he got a lot of backdoor cuts uh, early in that game to kind of open things up for Michigan. Um, yeah. So you like a guy that kind of thinks of the game offensively.
1: Yeah, I, I I agree with that for sure. He, he finds himself in – he finds the space he needs to be in to receive the ball better than you know some other guys who are still like freshmen i think that's another thing to note he is older for a freshman but the fact of the matter is at the end of the day he's still going to be like what 20 or so when he gets drafted and right. you know, he's not a four right now but i mean if you wanted to make him a four he's 215 210 like 215, 210 i think you would probably make something work just get him on an nba strength and conditioning program he does look a little skinny so i mean you could probably
0: fill him out. And then, all right. So then, if he comes out this year, where, where, how do you, how do you see him as a prospect in the draft? Like, what's, what's his projection? What's his, his ideal fit or role in the NBA? Um, and like, what teams would, would you be looking at taking him? Is he a borderline first? Because I'm, I'm seeing on different boards he's anywhere from 27 to uh, the late 30s, which I'm not sure how if I feel that good about him. But how do you guys feel?
1: I want you to go first. I'm curious. <laughs> okay. Um <laughs> I I think he's worth a late first round pick just because his offensive versatility potential, like if you if you believe that you can make him more a more willing passer, I think he can be like one of those one of those guys that can really attack closeouts because his handle's more advanced than just a catch and shoot guy. So I think right. it's worth it, and I also, as I pointed out, I, I I really like his off-ball defensive instincts. I think he cuts off drives and like he does a decent job getting deflections and stuff of that nature.
0: Jumping past yeah. lanes, yeah,
2: yeah. He yeah. does he does a pretty good job of keeping his arms out too, which considering how often I was screaming last podcast about players not
1: keeping their arms out and like <laughs> at least trying to like get passes. <laughs> Yeah, it's, it's like uh, finally somebody's trying to do it for once. And I think that uh, they were talking on the commentary about how that's like a theme thing at Michigan. So thank you, John Bayline. <laughs> <laughs> let's, let's hope, uh, Hardaway has some of that in him still. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, okay. Save that oh, for later though. Quote later. unquote next to Monte.
0: <laughs> uh, more, more on that also later.
1: <laughs> yeah, that, that's coming, y'all. Don't worry. We'll, we'll throw out of the mass takes. <laughs> um, just trying to make sure I'm not missing anything because, like, most of the stuff we all like got our chance to say. Yeah, I think we got everything for sure. Um, moving on to the next man in the rotation.
0: Got, Mr. Poole correct? Jordan yes, pool?
1: indeed, Mr. Poole Uh, six five. Six five right? Six five six 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 five.
0: Yeah. Six four six five. I think.
1: Yeah. Six four five. You know, guard just came off, came off the bench last year as like this like microwave scorer, but now all of a sudden he's the starting shooting guard on the team and game like twenty plus minutes in a single season. So that's been awesome to see. the The confidence is still there, but there just seems to be an extra layer of discipline in his game that he didn't really have the year before. Like he's. Much more willing as a passer than he used to be, even though he can make some decent reads last year, like find a couple open guys on drive and stuff like this. You know, set up opposite and pick and roll and then find the open man that way or flip it over the defense to the, the roll man. But now it's just taken it up to another level because it feels like he sees things a little bit better than he used to. Um, Bibbs, how you feeling about pool? I'm curious.
0: All right, so I figured you were going to put me on the spot first here. Um, I uh, I think he's a he's a good young player, uh, a, a scorer, long, athletic. Um, he has a little bit of a, a longer motion in a shot than I'd like, but, I mean, he's shooting right now 40% from three. He started the season ridiculously high. He was shooting, like, 60% through the first 15 games or something ridiculous. Um, But it's come down back to a normal uh, range at 40%, 80% from the free throw line. Um, He can create some space. uh, He has a step back that I like. He uses ball fakes really well. Uh, He can handle the ball. He handles some point guard duties for Michigan. And uh, he's real good at creating opportunities for guys off the bounce. So, like – driving in with the with the, the mindset of drawing a defender away from somebody to get them a look. Um, so I like that about him, that he can play a little bit of combo guard. He has good body control, uh, offense and defense. He has a lot of touch around the rim, um, especially uh, for a guy that most people really kind of consider a shooter. He, he has potential to have a good offensive versatility that can make him a potential three-level scorer. Yeah, I'd
1: pretty much agree with all of that as well. But in addition to all that, defensively, that's the one area where you start to see holes because the the problem is off the ball. He's kind of inconsistent because a good amount of the time you'll see like he just gets ball watching mode, and then he's like that one second too late to the closeout that you desperately need in mm-hmm. order to prevent an easy open shot, and mm-hmm. not he's. He's not like not long, but he's also not actually long either. He's like somewhere in that like the average range of length. So it's not like he can get bailed out by that either. And then the reaction time is also pretty questionable with that because he sometimes just looks a little bit lost on the other end.
0: How do you feel, Philip?
1: Um, I, I agree with that. I think my biggest worry is definitely defensively. Just, I, I think he's, he's just a poor defender. Like, Off ball, he like it seems he digs down a little bit too much. I feel like, and he like overhelps, and and his closeouts are kind of like flat footed. So, and he can get beat also on the on the dribble. Like, it seems like he should be a better defender than he is, and so it's it's a pretty big worry for me at the next level. I do like his offensive versatility. He can handle a bit. Not really an NBA point guard, really, at all, but he can handle a bit. He can pass a bit off the ball. He's a, he's a good shooter. Um, I wish he would cut a little more, but he's helpful also in that regard. Just, I mean, for me, his, his he's probably like a backup combo guard, maybe. Right. Yeah, um and, and it, 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 to,
0: yeah. to cover the defensive thing, I have zero defensive notes about him, so that, if that's that says anything. um yeah i think I think you're right on the money uh right now, he looks like a guy uh who you bring in off the bench to get some points off uh on the second unit that either as a primary as the primary ball handler off the bench unit or just a secondary guy getting getting a few buckets and getting out of there, which is kinda how I rated Tim Hardaway coming out. Six man, but his his is more. You had to rein him in to make sure he didn't go crazy uh, like he did in New York for the first half of this year. But again, we're getting off track. Um, <laughs>
2: all right. Well, Jordan
1: Poole
2: you Oh, go ahead.
1: Right, I was gonna I was gonna finish off with another thing I was gonna talk about. So, the the handle comes into play two things. So you have the actual ability to handle, but then his like awareness whenever he's getting closed in by space. Sometimes you see him like sidestep in between these defenders and then get through and draw foul. That kind of savvy foul drawing thing that you see in such a young guy is pretty remarkable because it's not particularly common. You can find a few, but it's never, never easy to find. So appreciate that too. And when you combine that with like, oh, I can take ten thousand step back threes, and oh, I can (laughs) can spin, I can pump it. (laughs) and get this wide open three and you can't do anything about it because even though my release isn't Jr. Smith fast, it's about the 80% of that, and, you know. I mean, I'm not going to act like he has the fastest, best form ever, but I don't know if I've ever seen a smoother form for a guy that's taken this many shots and is still not jumping ridiculously high and just kind of heaving it up the way like Carson Edwards is jumping so many feet off the ground just to get a shot off, which the impact landing on that could cause a problem in the future. So <laughs> I'm, I'm a big fan of the jumper with pool, the arc and everything, the way he's so smooth with it. He's always, he almost always knows how to get himself in rhythm. It seems like it's just a question of yeah. or whether or not the shot's going to fall this time because you can only hit it hit so many times.
0: Yeah, I think his form looks good. It's um, I don't really question the shot much. I think that that's probably the, the, Obvious, translatable skill is going to be his shot making. Um, the question is going to be, what can he add around that, and then can he not be a huge liability on defense? Yeah,
1: I'd agree with all of that too. So, Bibs, with you being probably the biggest proponent of defense in this entire group, even though I'm <laughs> a man of defense, uh, <laughs> where would you have Pool as probably the lowest guy of us in the group? Oh. So, Bibbs, where would you consider picking Pool in the draft? I'm just curious, like where would you want him? To... Because you expect me to be the lowest on him with that what I heard. Well, yeah, relatively to us, I do would be like extremely low, <laughs> but like relatively.
0: Um, I'm honestly, uh, I'm, I'm all for bucket getters, but like you said, I do like defense. Um, if there's a guy that shot shoots a little bit less, lower of a percentage, um. And that actually plays defense. I'm taking that guy over him all day. Uh, with that said, I would probably still draft him, uh, mid second round. I wouldn't draft him in the first.
1: Me, I'm, I'm on the bubble, right? I'm stuck in between picking him like 30 and picking him like 45. It just kind of depends on. So first half of the second round. Yeah, maybe even like there's I my ceiling for him is like the late twenties. That's like the highest I pick him.
0: If a team just
1: like falls in love, if if your team if the fit just makes too much sense,
0: hmm.
1: which there is a couple of those teams in this draft. So,
0: um. do you have an example? Like what what's a perfect fit for him? Like the where he can be effective.
1: Well, I mean, imagine if he went to the Warriors.
0: I mean, anybody's could to spin on the Warriors. <laughs> <laughs> That's
1: <Dick> of Evans. <laughs> RIP. But, like, seriously, Poo, uh, imagine giving Poole the, the chance to take, like, five shots of whatever he wanted as, like, baby baby chef or whatever. I don't know.
0: But you could give Car- Carson Edwards that role and he'd probably do better.
1: Carson Edwards isn't... I don't know if Carson Edwards is quite the same with the potential though, because you're having to deal, you want to get a guy that can stand over you a little while longer. Whereas Carson, he's gonna come in and he's gonna be what he's gonna be, and like get like a little better at a couple All right, I was being a little bit dramatic there. I guess.
0: Yeah. <laughs> um. So no. Are, so so you're saying like a, a team that already has like established stars, like he could be a guy that gets gets buckets off off of the the pressure that they're going to take away from
1: him. I mean, he's a, I'd say he's an upgrade over Swim Cook. So. Okay. Uh, Philip, are you in the same boat as me with that? Um, I'm more of a mid-size. I think he's more of a mid-second round pick for me. I could see a team taking him late first, but I definitely wouldn't do that. I think his defense is a big issue. Yeah, I agree. It just kind of, like, I wouldn't do it. Probably i'm i would i would be okay with it if it's in like the ideal situation but i'm not sh- we'll see how that shakes out with all that and in most cases i probably would take them like 30s so i'm just a little bit higher on y'all than on him than y'all so it's all relative and to be honest my opinion could probably totally change by the time i see more guys in this draft because i'm still starting from scratch since the, the fall that's all my everything I know has started from the fall, and then you know, I didn't do any prep for the summer, fortunately, because I kind of started this late. So, moving on to another Michigan Wolverine. Um, we got their kind of the fourth wheel or the fifth wheel, I guess. But uh John Teske coming onto the scene and finally averaging more than, like, four points a game and doing more things than he used to be doing and interestingly taking threes, which is not something I don't um I would expect him to do even if he expanded his game in the first place. But I can definitely appreciate the confidence. Um I don't know. Apparently he's being
0: told he's being told that if he doesn't shoot those open threes that he's gonna get pulled.
1: Um I guess that makes sense. But I'd be more curious on some other things of the game, too, more than just shooting threes, and at a certain point, it's like, if you can't get the shot off in time, because it's a slow release, I'm not sure how much is going to help you.
0: I think the goal there, and it's something that, like, really, really bothers me in the NBA with certain big men. Uh, For example, like, Rudy Gobert or DeAndre will catch the ball. Like, well, a lot of teams run their sets through their big man at the top, and Brutico Gobert will be standing, you know, a couple feet inside the three point line with his ball, with the ball in his hand and his man sagging off like 10 feet into the paint, which kind of defeats the purchase. Um, if you can hit that jump shot or you can at least be a threat to hit that jump shot, maybe your man doesn't sag off as much and that opens up the, the offense more. That's my thinking behind wanting your big man to, to at least want to or be able to take that shot.
1: Yeah, and then the pick and pop, I guess,
0: could help you as well.
1: But still, like, it's it's definitely a work in progress before he's ever taken any three at the NBA level. Because with the way he's shooting right now, teams are going to have enough time to close out with him if they have, like, any wing close out on him at all.
0: Um, I actually thought his, uh, his catch and shoot was pretty – I mean, it's not pretty necessarily, but um, he gets it off. And I think right now he's shooting about 33%. Three, which is not much behind his teammate.
1: Oh no, I'm, not I'm actually sure. better than Matthews. <laughs> yeah, yeah, well, I'm not surprised by that. But well, I mean, I'm surprised <laughs> the fact that at the compared to where he was. But if you're telling me he is shooting threes, I'm like, no. Oh, well, he might be better than Matthews because Matthews is just kind of sitting at this percentage he's been sitting at for a little while now. Um, right. It's not like he's the slowest release in the in the world, but just.
0: He needs sure. to be completely wide.
1: I can, I can agree with that. If he's, if the space is closed, it's hard for him to get off. Yeah, I, I can agree with that 100%. And he seems like he catapults it, like he brings it to like almost like a little bit behind his head a little bit, just slightly.
0: He shoots it with his entire body. Yep, definitely. <laughs> it's, a, it's a lot of body, Seven one two sixty.
1: Yeah, it is a lot of body for sure. So. I guess the the thing to say about Teskey is that he sets hard screens, he fights in the glass, and he does his best to position himself on defense, even if he's a little plotting at times. But the surprising thing is, it seemed like he wasn't the worst at getting back on defense for a guy who's seven one two sixty. So that's at least somewhat promising. Um, Feel right. about Teskey coming onto the scene? Um, I think his defense is really good, even though. Even though his quickness, you'd think, would be exposed on the pick and roll, I don't think it is that much. I think he mm-hmm. does a decent job, like, hedging and getting back at times. And I think, I just think he's really smart defensively. You see him in position often. Um, Michigan kind of uses him defensively as kind of like the last wall, I guess you could say. Even though he <laughs> <doesn't>, <laughs> Even though he doesn't. I mean, he blocks some shots, but he's not a crazy shot blocker. He he does Great. a good job of walling off at the rim and just preventing guys from getting all the way to the rim. I feel like, like um, offensively is, I mean, it's hard to see how how he's even competently bad offensively. in man, he he doesn't his plotting is, is a huge issue offensively when he catches the ball, he takes way too long to go back up with it. And so he's not a he's not really a threat to finish at the rim when he does catch it. And then and so basically I think he needs this issue. Like I I don't think he's ever gonna be a threat to like finish over big. So something has to be there. But (laughs) but at the same time he's like a sub sixty percent shooter from free throw line, so I'm not that confident there. Yeah. Right. I mean, you do have some guys that shoot threes but can't shoot free throws. I mean, they're out there, especially big men. I mean, I remember this is just a random anecdote, thirty seconds. Marcus Saul shooting like forty percent from three or whatever, like high thirties, but like he just couldn't buy a free throw for like a certain stretch of the year, and it was it was kind of funny.
0: <laughs> but uh um, yeah, and I okay, I'm gonna follow up with what what Philip said on uh, about defense. Um, uh, I do, uh, I do like him on defense. I think he moves his feet deep pretty well for a guy like we said, who's kind of a plotter. Um, he challenges shots, like with his length. Uh, he he doesn't get off the floor much, which goes back to what you were saying about him not really being a shot blocker. Um, smaller guys coming up into him, yeah, he'll block that. But a, a guy that's an athlete that gets first, and is going to either dunk on him or get fouled. Um, but I think he does a good job also of like stepping up. On the help side, like if a guy is on a drive, he he does a good job of showing and getting back to his man. Um, and I do a hundred percent agree with what you said about his offense, where uh, I think I watched in the Penn State game, he got a pick and roll and was wide open and missed a dunk, for example, um, because there was a guy potentially coming. in and I feel like he's a guy who's going to get a ball like that on a pick and roll and get blocked by a guard, yeah, because he has so little lift.
1: Yeah, I mean, to be honest, in terms of, like, anything realistic, the best role for him is just to set a bunch of hard screens and box out and then pray they miss so that he can get a put putback. <laughs> like, which, I mean, to be fair, he's pretty good at doing it when because he fights hard on the glass and stuff like that. He fights so hard in the glass that he sometimes just knocks himself over because he just like for whatever reason he can't get it but because he's fighting so hard he gets fouled and it's it's like like y'all are falling for this every single time. It's just hilarious. But on defense, yeah, I agree. He keeps he his head up, he, a lot of the time he keeps his arms out, which is another thing that's like Michigan I appreciate. You. But but in addition to that, he the the reaction time between going up and blitzing and pick and roll and then trying to get back on defense and block, and contest at the rim he does it about as well as you could hope for for any guy that's this size I I don't know how he could possibly do it any better and then his ability to step up and not just protect the rim even though he can't block shots that really well but just contest shots at the rim but when he steps up. And close a space on shots to like, force them into more difficult looks. He's able to use his length and just like stick himself out there to, into the driver to like or into the post up man to like prevent him from getting it going. Whereas a lot of the time you see these guys like not put the body into it and, and not try to close space like all up in their grill and then they just kind of have enough space to get out of it and then get the shot off and then you're looking at the big man like you had him and you just couldn't execute,
0: whereas Desky executes. Is there
1: anything else to add, I think? I don't think
0: so. I don't think so, unless we want to talk about what we think his role is in the NBA.
2: I think I said it already.
0: I think for me, I would say he'd be right now, unless he becomes a real pick-and-pop threat. Uh, he's just a big body you keep on the bench, just in case you have a big guy that you have to defend, like uh, Embiid or something, late in the fourth quarter and your guys are in trouble or something. Like, you yeah. might have standing keeping them in front.
1: <laughs> yeah, if you put Tesky on him beat, though, he's going to get dunked over. <laughs> it's
0: going to look better than putting some skinny guy
1: in there to get oh, yeah. thrown
0: out, yeah. off the court. <laughs> or you
1: get, like Derek Favors or something. There's, there's still better options, which is the, the hard right. Like, Derek, Is he a draft pick? Is he a draft pick? If he is, it's the 50s. Yeah, like, so he can be, uh,
0: who was the guy from UCLA last year?
1: Uh, th- Thomas Welsh. Welsh.
0: Welsh? Welsh. There we yeah. go. He can be the Welsh of this, this draft.
1: Yeah, when I think of <laughs> UCLA, I think of two years ago when they had ball and leaf and then like 2018 was a blip. So.
0: And then they fired their coach. So that's cool. This year.
1: Yeah. Um, that was should we transition
0: to the, to the Virginia guys then?
1: I would say so. First off, we have the one and only, the one, that Danny Ainge decided to take however many minute drive from the Boston Arena to Boston College to go watch him with his iPad and, and AirPods. <laughs> and this one and only DeAndre Hunter, who some people who are really ecstatic about him have him as like their preemptive second best player in the draft, or the second most preferred player in this draft. Uh, I love Hunter. I, I would be surprised if any of us don't. Love Hunter at least enough to include him like the top twenty five. I don't. There's no way he's not top twenty five. any of y'all's opinion, right? He's <laughs> higher for me. <laughs> uh, no, 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 no. I'm higher on that too. But like that's like the absolute. There's no way he's lower than this. And if he's lower, yeah. than this, I'm disappointed in you as a human. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, no, I, I got him higher than that for now, and most likely will still have him higher than that. But I just don't want to guarantee things, and also. Big boards are a bit fickle, anyway, so it's really just depending on how much you like the player. So Bibbs, I want you to I want you to go
0: first. I think you're gonna you're gonna let your passion out a little bit on him. <laughs> so uh, yeah, I was looking at his, his rankings on different boards, and then he's anywhere from five to twenty-three. Um, I think it just depends on what you've seen from him. So the first time I watched him was actually against South Carolina. That was not a good game for him. He did not do much of anything in that game um, I don't know if it was the threat of Silva inside that kept him from coming out but then he played against Maryland and he was a completely different player uh, and then I started to see why he's so high on people's boards um, first of all he has a very quick first step you um, can get to the rim slithery huge athlete leaper. looks smooth on his drives his jumper is actually beautiful I think he's shooting 43% from three right now, 78% from the line. So the shot's probably probably uh, something you can depend on. Um, I like that he kind of sees the floor. So, like I said, he can get past his man pretty easily. And it's smooth off the bounce. But he's patient, and he looks for guys when he's, when he's penetrating, uh, which I like. Um, they play him kind of as a, a four-man a good bit. He does elevate for rebounds, but that's not where I would probably want to use him much at the next level. If um, he's not big enough, I don't think, to really guard uh, fours in the NBA. Um, in the South Carolina game, as far as his scoring, I thought he shot way too many floaters. Um, and again, he could, you got a threat of the SEC's leading shot blocker, Lumen, in there. So that, again, could have been a factor. Um but other than that, usually his, his athleticism is going to win out when it comes to driving. And as far as his defense, I think he's a pretty good perimeter defense defender with his, uh, athleticism and quickness. Um, as far as like where I would put him, I'm not quite sure yet. I really need to sit down with it. Because again, I saw one game where he was completely absent and then the next game where he was pretty, uh, dominant. So i probably need to check him out one more time before I really know what I'm looking at.
1: All right. Well, I will say about the shooting, it's kind of in the air as to whether, I don't really think he's like a 40% shooter on any amount of volume because he, the the shot's kind of inconsistent in that regard and he's not taking that many. But I, I would still imagine if it takes three or four games, we could still probably handle, you know, a little overly... 34. Yeah, somewhere in the thirties. That's above average, still above thirty-five. I want to pass this off to Phil really quick because I'm going to end off with everything else I love about him after y'all say everything you want to say. Um. Well, I think his handle's kind of underrated. Like, it's really shown a lot of improvement from last year, to where you can see him take his guy off the dribble a little better. I think. His first step is pretty good. I mean, I don't think it's explosive or anything, but he can get around his man. The one issue I have with this game is really shot selection. This year, whenever he's trying to create, he seems to fall in love with like mid range off the dribble jumpers and like floaters and stuff of that nature. And I just wish he would cut that like in half. Um, yeah. offensively, he, he's a pretty good cutter when he's off the ball. And Virginia kind of needs his creation, him and someone else we'll probably talk about later, are really their only creators. And so he's playing on the ball a lot more. The issue is defensively where he fits best just because I think he plays a bit upright and and guys can get around him off the catch pretty quickly. So I'm not sure if he's really a three or four. His rebounding is going to be really poor for four. He doesn't seem... To be all that physical. So that's an issue. Um, Yeah. I I, I liked him a lot. Don't get me wrong. There's just, I I was higher on him in the preseason than I am right now, I guess. Yeah, wasn't there, I could have sworn I was hearing that he gained weight this year. Also, he's he's not a stick, but he's still kind of small. One more thing I'd like to say is he's looked at. Seven, which I think is probably inaccurate. It seems like Virginia don't have, Virginia players look like one or two inches taller than they are. So, like, I think he might be like 6'9", to be honest. Yeah. He, he like, towers over guys that are listed at 6'6", six, 6'7". Six, six, so, I really do I think, think he's taller than he's listed.
0: Yeah, I think I actually agree with that now that you mention it.
1: Yeah, I mean, he definitely looked big in the six seven. Yeah, he, you know, let's say I didn't really check the height. I was just thinking off the top of my head, he's like six eight, six eight, six nine. So, you know, I, I agree with that for sure. Um, the greatest thing about Hunter is that he's long enough that even though he sometimes gets caught sagging off, and he's like, seems like he would have been out of position, he can still get a hand right in that grill. Of that, of like, even like step back. So you can still get in there sometimes as long as he doesn't get totally shaken up. And that's pretty remarkable to see, like, him being able to hold off Kai Bowman even after Bowman hitting two threes in his face on the road and not being shaken at all. Still going right in at him. uh, That I can really appreciate. However... Sometimes for whatever reason you get these random moments that like he sags off and doesn't contest and it's kind of confusing because the guy that he's sagging off of still can shoot, but I guess he's saving the energy for guarding guys in tight moments. So what do I know? <laughs> um, in addition, the the size, the mobility, the reaction time off the ball defensively, he's he's gonna be able to crush whoever is trying to come in and then uh, drive inside the paint and for whatever reason, Diakite or whatever, can't stop him. Hunter's gonna come in on the weak side and beat a support man, sandwich him against like two super huge dudes who are like, you know, six nine, two twenty something at least. So like it's pretty remarkable to watch and then he always seems to, like he seems to like always know it's coming, has the head up a lot of the time. Uses his length a lot. And off the ball too, like keeping the arms out, stuff like that. The stance thing is really like sometimes he'll get down in this really serious stance, and then other times he just kind of doesn't. And the the doesn't thing happens more often than the does, <laughs> like a significant. Right. One. Um, offensively, I saw a couple of samples where he was set up in a pick and roll as the as the passer. And it was like from a standstill, but like he took like a single dribble and then just slipped it in, into into a a roller for an easy dunk, and that was pretty beautiful to see. So just if he could run like any secondary pick and roll at all at the NBA level, that would be really awesome to see added to his offensive game. But everything else we already talked about the the, the shooting, the defense, the rebounding not being the greatest thing, even though it could have. It, Probably could be pretty good if he figured it out. There's a lot of things with Hunter where you're like, if he figures this out, he can really be something special. But he's got a lot of things he has to figure out in order to make that other thing special outside of things he already knows. Right. He's a
0: is he a redshirt sophomore.
1: Um, I can't speak to that because
0: I only see two years, but I can try to figure that out pretty sure he is a redshirt sophomore so like a lot of the things the issues that I think are potentially there because um I, I didn't like his lack of aggression in the South Carolina game and for a guy that looked at as a potential lottery pick um I would want him to be I mean the opportunities were there he just wasn't taking them or he wasn't stepping up for the ball things like that um I would like to see more of that that hunger to be a guy from from a guy that's allegedly a a lottery pick
1: yeah i mean i'm not i mean some of that is him and some of that is also could be
0: system where it's like heavily disciplined you know i mean kai bowman i mean not kai bowman kai jerome was firing away and 100 i I don't even remember how many shots he took i I might have to pull that up so i have actual numbers but yeah like he he was almost invisible in that game. I felt like the so the announcers were talking about it for the entire first half and half of the second half oh yeah well hunter
1: he, he can vanish offensively for sure
0: i like that I can agree with
1: but i mean you're you're not drafting hunter for the offense that's just that's that's like the the whipped cream and the cherry on top of the Sunday and the Sunday the defense <laughs> <If> you <laughs> <understand>.
0: <laughs> I mean, I think it's his athleticism, personally, is why you want him.
1: Oh yeah, that too. But that goes in—that goes hand in hand with the defense. His ability to use his athleticism. Okay, I'll allow it. Does this make sense? I feel like it makes sense.
0: How how you feeling about that, uh, Philip?
1: Um, um, I think he's. I wish one thing that he would do more of is just shoot threes. Just because, well, selfishly, it would make the evaluation a little bit easier, just cause he's shooting like 43%, but his volume is so low. So, yeah. You don't know game. What, yeah. And he shot pretty well last year, and again, his volume was low. So, like, it, it, could it be like a Brandon Ingram thing where you can, where he can shoot, but it's like capped at like 21 feet or something of that nature, or not, but, I don't know. I think he's a good shooter. Um, I think his kind of like his process needs to change a little bit. He should be going to the rim more. He should be. He falls in love again with the off the dribble mid range shot. I feel like way too much. But like if you put him in a role where he can like attack closeouts, maybe and like the secondary initiator type role or third guy. I feel like he'd be a lot better offensively. Uh defensively I feel like actually he's maybe a little overrated there. Um he he, he really doesn't block shots like at all. He's non existent as like a help defender. Uh, as the right. last line help defender, I mean, like right. he to be contesting more shots at the rim. Um his close up pretty it. Yeah, his closeouts are pretty good, I'd say. But
2: oh Yeah, sorry, <laughs> I got,
1: like, um, his closeouts are pretty good. His defense, I think, is pretty good, but I don't think it's, like, game-changer good, I guess. Yeah, ultimately, it's right. not game-changer good, but, I mean, at a certain point, you're looking at the other guys in the class and, like, this guy's going to go higher than he would in most other classes because he just hasn't. Yeah, head. for sure, I I agree with that. Like this is one of the few this is like probably one of the few classes where you'd say, Oh, he can he might be able to go in the lottery but you
0: know. Yeah. like if, I think that's what I got in the Maryland game was like the first game I was like, really this guy? And then when I watched the Maryland game I was like, Okay, I can see how somebody could just grab him in that ten to fifteen ish range or even earlier depending on who messes up with what picks, but just to have him as a potential guy that can maybe score for you
1: and be athletic yeah I'd, I'd agree with all that for sure another thing with the driving his his thing is he uses he gets matched up against little guards little guards and then he just kind of takes him to town with like his shoulder and sometimes that really ends up putting him in a bad spot because it's kind of like where some of these situations he gets charged on like zion getting charged on where he gets called like four charges in a row against texas tech it's, it's not four in a row. He got like several, he got a couple times in that Boston College game and then I think it, has, it even happened another time and then he that game. Teams are looking to draw charges on Hunter because he's not like particularly creative with how he got to spin. But the flu- the mobility and the fluidity, just being able to drive past defenders and not be like slow. And like the athleticism is definitely what takes his offense to another level otherwise. The clothes that drives things would be really up in the air for a guy like him, especially since the shooting is already kind of up in the air with the low volume and also it's not like a particularly high like speed release or high rhythm it takes them a good second to get it off, but it's not like definitely not like testy or anything but you know. it's all relative Do we uh
0: should we move on to Tyrone uh, for or sure. Jerome?
1: For sure. Um. Oh, uh, what six? I I I haven't checked Ty Jerome's height in a while. Three
0: so, three six five.
1: Yeah, it's I was, he felt like a six four six five type of dude. But it, it is all up in the air ultimately. Um, I'm gonna let you go first, Philip, on this one since we haven't go first in a little bit. How you been feeling about uh Ty Jerome? I think he's, I mean, he's a, sm- he's a really smart player and he can really shoot. I'm not sure if he actually has the creation ability to really be a full-time point guard. And so that kind of caps his ceiling for me. Defensively, he he's, he's really smart, but he sometimes gets overwhelmed just because he's, he's not a super athletic guy. And so. I think that's going to be an issue. Faster guys are going to be able to beat him off the dribble and maybe he'll, he'll get lost occasionally off of a cut off ball. Um, he's, he, he's a smart defender though. And I mean, there's definitely an NBA role. I feel like for him, he's really raised his stock this year. Yeah, i agree with you right. Um, you might want to go next, Max. Yeah, I do. Cause I've, I have a couple of things that I really appreciate about him. All right, get it
0: off.
1: So <laughs> I just want to get into how in the pick, he, he assist the turnover ratio is like, or at least the one I was watching is like, he was saying like 2.7. Yeah, it's still really great. And you can see it on the court too, because he's very disciplined with the pick and roll reads. And he even looks off the defense, which is Something you don't see every day, seeing a 6'5 guard look off the defense and then get it into the cutters and into the pick rollers Slipping it in between two defenders, or over, or around, he's pretty good at doing all of that. And it really causes havoc whenever teams he think he's passing to like Hunter, and then he just kicks it out to Cow Guy from a from an inbound pass, Something like that. It's it's like, oh yeah, you can do that. And then you realize why well, he's a legitimate prospect because the playmaking takes his takes his stock up to another level that it's, otherwise I'm not sure he would be like seriously rising up as high as he's rising up still, even though the shooting is valuable and the defense is valuable. Bibbs, what about you?
0: Um. Yeah, I think he's, he's – what I see him as is like a, a very good backup point guard for you to have. Um, he's got a floor general mentality. He's patient with the ball. He's, he has a, a functional handle that's tight, like he's not – loose with the ball you're not going to necessarily take it from him nothing flashy in his game really um when he does use a little bit of shiftness to get his man on his hip he does a good job of keeping him on his hip um and then from there he can either shoot uh, a little short jumper from the mid-range or get the ball to his guys from there break down the defense uh, his catch and shoot game is actually really good off the ball uh which he does a good bit of He's shooting 40% from three right now. Yep, 40-41. And he has a good floater as well, so he can score from either deep or when he gets inside, he can take advantage of you. Um, I think he's one of those point guards that, you know, comes off the bench and you don't expect much of him, and then before you know it, he's got 10 points and three assists and basically just maintaining the team and keeping things steady uh, while whoever the starter is gets a break. I think that's why I got, he might be on boards or why teams might like him.
1: Yeah, I agree with all that for sure. Um, the, the shooting is like, if he, like he needs both to be like where he is. If he didn't have like either the shooting or the playmaking, the offense would start becoming like a sort of question mark because you're like, this guy just like tries hard on defense, does his best to use his arms, but can still get overpowered whenever he just undermatched. Which is more often than not more often than not, but more often than it is for some other prospects in this draft. So, right, definitely something. And I
0: think to he's. Answer. I think he's a pretty good. He's an opportunist kind of offensively, like in the South Carolina game, for example. Uh, whenever they were doing, whenever they would rotate on defense and somebody was out of position, he was quick to take advantage of that. So I think he's a guy who knows his limitations and makes the most out of what he does have.
1: Is there anything else to add? I'm trying to think about it real quick. I'm I'm checking my notes right now. <laughs>
0: you got anything you need to add up?
1: Nah, uh, I think we covered it pretty well.
0: <laughs> yeah. <sighs> yeah,
1: I, I think that's pretty much everything. Um, so that that caps off the team of the week and the prospects of the week, which in this case happens to be both Virginia Cavaliers. So in in a minute we're gonna be serving y'all and, and exit and saying goodbye, and then later on some quick math stuff for a bonus for y'all. <laughs> mm-hmm. So you'll see that in a separate little episode.
2: Hey, uh, I forgot to mention all our social information because I kind of had to rush the end of the episode, so I'll just run through it quickly again for y'all. So, you can find my uh, Twitter account, at MaxScouts, and also my work, lockdraft.com, which is finally going to be back, like, super soon now, so I'm, like, beyond excited for this. Um... Bibbins my Bibbins work you can find uh com and at Bibbs Corner and at and Bibbs on Twitter if you want to see all of his work, including the film related stuff. Uh in regards to Richard Staman, you can find his work uh on his website at Mazdraft and also on his Twitter, Matt, uh, at at Mazdraft. Um and but he might not be able to get anything out on the site in particular for a little while but he's still would be tweeting a lot so you get plenty of chance to interact with him and of course you can find uh our special guest uh phil spector on his twitter at advanced Stats 23 plenty of awesome interaction with him you can pretty much hit him up like any time of day he's always going to be around answering some questions because he's just that dude like that he's the goat with answering amas like every single day of the week it's the best thing We really appreciate him coming on our episode. And uh, with that, hope you all enjoyed. And hope you all tune in again next week.